0: Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedman Schaub from Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. This is the time to empower yourself. Now, here's your host, Dr. Friedemann Schaub.
2: Happy New Year and welcome to Empowerment Radio. Now, I hope you had a wonderful holiday season and don't feel too bad about the extra pounds that somehow appeared on your body Miraculously, I also hope that you are looking forward to 2018 with vigor, pep, zest, positivity, and that you have intentions, intentions that are not something that feels like a should or a have to or a must or a better, but intentions that really have passion behind it, intentions that make you feel excited about focusing on them. Intentions that also help you to see this coming year as an opportunity to discover more about yourself, more about your qualities, capabilities, more about your desires, more about how you can make a difference and also how you can outgrow your limitations. Now for me, 2017, was not necessarily the best year. It was challenging in several ways. And it was also rich because I really learned from things that happened unexpectedly, that stretched me, and that taught me lessons about things that I haven't really focused on so much. And one of the lessons was that I don't really give up on anything or anyone I really care about. Some of you may remember that almost a year ago, my horse, Riemael, had an accident. Well, she threw me off and I got a sore butt and she unfortunately hurt both of her hind legs. And so it was a long journey and it wasn't really clear if she would ever get well again. And so we consulted several doctors and you know, everyone has a different opinion, but in the end, it was really just up to us to do our best to help her to heal again. So I spent every day, almost two hours per day, to treat her in all different ways, to help her to stay limber, to get her strength back, to treat her with clay bandages and so on. And I'm happy to say that she is almost ready to get ridden again. So it really taught me, That consistency pays off, especially if this consistency is driven by that commitment and that also compassion for that, what you really care about. Now, someone told me once that they believe, and this was a person who was working with horses, that their subconscious mind and a horse has something in common subconscious mind of this person or our subconscious mind in general and horses and he explained to me that both the subconscious mind and horses are very sensitive very intuitive and both respond to what we consciously think and are ultimately eager to learn and to please so when it comes to changing and healing our mind, when it comes to growing and expanding our mind, I think one of the important things to focus on is consistency and this commitment to not give up. The topic we're going to talk about today is something that I think a lot of people are not only struggling with, but a lot of people are about to give up because whatever there is, they feel It doesn't get any better. And what I'm talking about is fear and anxiety. So today we're going to talk about how to create a year without anxiety, without fear. How to make 2018 the year where you are not run by these emotions, but where you are feeling more empowered, more at ease and ultimately more trusting. Now, there are many reasons that people feel, especially this year, more anxious. There was this uh, Chapman University survey. They do this pretty much every year. And the survey showed that usually there's only one topic the majority of Americans are afraid of. But this time, there were five topics that more than 50% of Americans said they're really concerned about. And those topics were government corruption, pollution of our environment and drinking water, which was a first, health care, and not having enough money for the future. And of course, there were other concerns like North Korea and terrorists, but they were less than 50%. So all of those that were asked, 50% or more were concerned about that. And I think when you... Maybe ask yourself or look around, do you find that there is more fear and anxiety in your environment? Do you feel more anxious and afraid? Now, the intention that I have set for myself this year, and it's kind of a you know, really renewed intention because I have this pretty much every year, but I feel there is a different energy about it that I want to help as many people as possible globally to have a better relationship with their emotions, and especially with those emotions that are challenging, like fear and anxiety, to help people to understand that these emotions and all the other emotions are ultimately what life is about. We kind of look at emotions almost like a nuisance, as uh, some kind of a annoying background noise, and don't realize that our emotions determine whether our experience in life is pleasurable, enjoyable, fulfilling, or completely miserable. We need to learn to decipher the messages of our emotions, to understand where they are coming from, and also to respond to them and guide them so that we do have this ultimate power of choosing our reality, of choosing our experience in life and not feeling the victim of our own feelings. And so with that in mind today, I would like you just to change your mind a little bit about fear and anxiety. Look at it from a different place. Understand that fear and anxiety is not that what you used to believe it was, but just seeing it more as an extension of your mind that is there for a reason and that may have not just gotten the response, the time, the care, and maybe the compassion it needed to eventually go away and for you to overcome it. Now, how is your fear and anxiety level right now? If you would gauge yourself on a on a scale from 1 to 10, what would you say on average your anxiety level is? And how has fear and anxiety held you back in the past and maybe right now? Maybe you feel like, you know, this fear and anxiety makes you just not really take any risks like you know, simple risk, looking for a different job or going into a different relationship or maybe just wearing some colorful clothing. Now, how would you feel, in, like to feel instead? How would you like to feel without fear and anxiety? What would that feeling be like? Would it be ease? Would it be feeling at peace? Would it feel like confidence? Would it feel more like more joy? And how often have you thought about this? Because a lot of people that are struggling with fear and anxiety are not really looking beyond that wall. I have been struggling with anxiety for many years and all I could see was the anxiety and the patterns that I used to cope with this anxiety but I didn't really look beyond it I didn't ask myself so what I want to what do I want to feel instead what is really the me without anxiety what kind of person would I be and how would that make a difference in my life Now, a lot of people that feel fear and anxiety have the fear of speaking up, have the fear of showing up as their true, authentic self. They may see that there is a problem. They may see that maybe in their relationships, in their workplace, maybe in their family of origin, something is not right. Something feels maybe even abusive. But they don't say anything because they feel, well, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to disturb the peace. I don't want to deal with the consequences. Or my voice really doesn't matter, it doesn't really make a difference. Now, and this is what this Me Too movement has shown to all of us as a great example where many women and also men that were harassed, abused, taken advantage of were exactly paralyzed by that fear. They didn't allow themselves to speak up because they felt that their future would be destroyed. They felt that their voice wouldn't be heard. They felt they only would be judged and ridiculed. And so they stayed quiet. But now that this movement really has started, you can see that each voice matters. And you can see that Where the fear is no longer a barrier, there is power to make a difference. There is a power to make a difference not only for themselves, but also for all the people that in the future potentially could have been abused, potentially could have been hurt. And now those people are ultimately protected and helped by the voice of the people that had to go through this pain. So don't underestimate your voice, don't underestimate yourself as not someone who can make a difference, and don't let the fear and the anxiety stop you from showing up at this time especially, at this challenging time in our lives as the agent of change you can be, as that person that can make a difference. Now, this sounds like fear and anxiety are the brakes, or as I said, the wall. But isn't fear and anxiety more than that? And is there something that may make that wall dissolve without having to either hit the head against it, use your sledgehammer, or dig yourself under it? What can we do to make fear and anxiety no longer an issue? no longer a barrier for ourselves. When we come back, we can uh, talk about that. And if you have any questions, please call 888-418-6890. Phone lines are open, 888-418-6890. Or you just use the chat box on Transformation Talk Radio and ask your question or make a comment. All right, we will be right back after the break with more.
0: Be you plus live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you.
1: Tune in the first and third Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickiWorldArt.com.
0: In this day and age, if you don't reinvent yourself, you may never find balance, peace and the sustainable life that is your birthright. Angela Watson Robertson, known as the Reinvention Warrior and the host of breakthrough radio show Masters of Reinvention is here to help you reinvent every area of your life. Tune in and hear from the best in the personal transformation business and discover tips and tools for positive change live every month on Transformation Talk Radio. Gain powerful insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey. Access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific to A Life Untethered with Andrew Martin and now co-host Jeremy Nudell. Walking the Path of Freedom. Andrew is a highly attuned intuitive oracle, energy worker, spiritual teacher, and international radio host. For more about Andrew and his services, visit andrewmartin.energy.
2: Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman, and I just want to mention my website because a lot of people uh, are asking afterwards, so how do we find you? How can we get more help, especially when it comes to those prevailing issues like fear and anxiety, insecurity, and so on? So if you want to find out more about the work I'm offering, go to our website, thefearandanxietysolution.com Again, that's thefearandanxietysolution.com You can find a lot of material that can already help you to gain a deeper understanding about your emotions. There are tools available. There are free guided meditations. There is an ebook you can download. There are a ton of videos that link to the YouTube channel That is Dr. Friedman Schaub or Dr. Schaub, D-R-S-E-H-A-U-B at YouTube. And of course, you can also schedule a free consultation to find out more about the individual sessions I'm offering. And currently, there is also a sale on the uh, video seminar. It's a six-part series on releasing and overcoming fear and anxiety that right now is offered as a very special a very special price and discount until only the coming Monday. So, if there's something that is of interest for you, check it out. Again, that's thefearandanxietysolution.com. Now, Einstein said, "You can solve a problem with the mind that created it." We all have heard that. So, let's change a little bit our mind about fear and anxiety by starting with this understanding that we actually created in the first place. A lot of my clients struggle with that feeling that fear and anxiety are done to them. It's almost like they're waking up in the morning and looking over their shoulders and wondering, well, is it there? Does it come? When will it attack me? And there is this powerless feeling with that because, of course, when you don't really trust your own emotions and you feel like that they can at any time hurt you and torture you, well, you don't really feel very comfortable in your own skin. And that is one of the greatest challenges when it comes to fear and anxiety, this wondering, when will it come up again? So I know sometimes it sounds kind of difficult to take responsibility, but it is true. We do create our fear and anxiety ourselves. In fact, it's our mind, especially that deeper part of our mind, the subconscious mind that does that. Why? Well, let's look closer. Let's face our fears. And facing our fears doesn't mean that we necessarily have to do all the things that we are afraid of, even though it makes us really sweaty and panicky, facing our fears in that way, you know, just jumping out of airplanes or deciding to speak in front of uh, strangers just because that's what you're afraid of, often those kind of facing your fears creates the opposite, it actually creates more fear. It creates maybe even more regular panic attacks. So that's not the facing the fears that I'm talking about. What I mean is like looking at what the fear is really all about. Looking at fear and anxiety not as the problem, the disorder, the weakness, but maybe something that has a deeper message, something that may have a deeper meaning. And for this, let me give you an example. An example That's more like an analogy. So fear and anxiety are not separate from your mind. Fear and anxiety are an extension of your mind. In some ways, it's exactly what happens with the body. Let's say your knee would hurt all of a sudden. Walk the stairs and, oh, that really is painful. Well, you don't necessarily blame the stairs of being steep or the low car seat for the pain, when you're climbing out of your vehicle, you don't even blame your knee necessarily for the discomfort. You try to figure out what is really going on. Now, at first you may take some painkillers, but that may not necessarily always help. So if the pain continues, well, you don't cut your leg off or decide just to hobble along on the other leg, you actually go to the doctor and try to figure out so what causes this pain in the first place well the pain is not necessarily what is the problem right the pain is not what is wrong the body is not wrong for creating the pain the pain is also not mean or trying to hurt you or torture you it's simply trying to tell you something and what it's trying to tell you is pay attention something is not right so the good doctor may do some x-rays or some ultrasound and tells you, well, you have arthritis in your joints. Why? Well, most likely you have 30 pounds extra weight that you're carrying and every pound on your knee is four times the weight. So you could say you have 120 pounds too much on your knees and the doctor necessarily will advise you to lose some weight. So the regimen, is, the approach is three-pronged when it comes to your knee. You take some anti-inflammatories to really address that inflammation. Then you will lose some weight, and then you strengthen your muscles. Well, what does this have to do with fear and anxiety, you may wonder? Well, in some ways, the approach is very similar. So rather than making yourself feel like there is something wrong with you because you have fear and anxiety, or you're looking at your circumstances and you're feeling like, well, globally or locally, all is screwed up. Anyhow, so we are just powerless victims here. Rather than blaming your mind for having those feelings, you may want to start just assuming that there is a reason for those feelings to be there. And that you may want to figure out what that reason could be. Where do those emotions come from? Why is it? I'm not talking about this random once in a while fear and anxiety that you have when you do bungee jumping. I'm talking about the, the chronic fear and anxiety that when you wake up and you already feel some cold sweat. Or those ongoing situations that every time you're in it creates some kind of fear. That fear of anxiety that really affects your life, that holds you back, what can you do about it? What's the message about it? Now, there are usually two reasons why we have fear and anxiety. One is, and they're not exclusive, they usually go hand in hand. One is that there are past patterns, fear and anxiety patterns that have been developed during your childhood. And there are certain root causes that make this fear and anxiety pattern almost like your go-to default setting of your mind that gets easily triggered, easily triggered and makes you easily feel just as little and powerless as you did when you were 5, 10, or 15 years old. And those root causes are something... They can be limiting beliefs. They can be unresolved traumas. It can be just a general sense of struggle within yourself and inner conflict. Those root causes are shaping how you see yourself, how you see the world, and they need to be addressed. That's kind of like the inflammation in your knee. Those root causes need to be healed. And that's what my work with clients, the video seminar, and also the book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, is focusing on now for this I am offering this Saturday at 9 o'clock a.m. Pacific time a special free video webinar which will explain to you more about the root causes tools and processes on how you can start overcoming your anxiety right now so if you're interested in this free video webinar all you need to do is just send an email at info at thefearandanxietysolution.com. Again, that's info at fear And we will send you the link to how to go on to Zoom and watch the video webinar live. You can ask questions. You will not be seen there. So if you're afraid of showing up in the video, don't worry about it. It's just audio for you, but you will see me. And I will talk a little bit more about the deeper reasons for having fear and anxiety. Now, the second reason for having fear and anxiety is that we do freak ourselves out every day in different ways. Now, how? That is something we will talk about after the break. So stay tuned. We will be right back.
1: Interested in deepening your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit www.esotericstudies.net. Winning at the game of money, Lynn Brown is now offering Full Spectrum Finance, a progressive 12-month program that will help you to navigate through the mechanics of financial expansion. Finally, a financial planner who looks at the full spectrum of money and abundance, engage you in the mental, physical, and energetic aspects of finance. This is Full Spectrum Finance. Are you ready to get into it? For more information, go to fullspectrumfinance.com.
2: well we talk about fear and anxiety and we talk about how you can live a whole year without it and for that we want to address fear and anxiety in a way that we are taking responsible for our responsibility for our emotions and don't feel like our emotions take us for a ride so i just talked about that there are two reasons that fear and anxiety are there. Two messages in some ways that you could say fear and anxiety give you, just like the pain in the knee. The one is what happened in the past, that there are still some things that fester inside of you that make you look through the eyes, maybe even of a child, at life, at yourself, and not through the eyes of a competent adult. And the other one is that you do have patterns and tendencies that make you scared, that make you freak yourself out. Now, back to this knee pain for a moment. So the doctor tells you to lose some weight. That would be really, really important. Now, how do you lose weight? Well, it's a mixture of working out and making some dietary changes. Now, living without fear could be very similar in regards to making some changes on what you feed your mind and at the same time, also working out your mind. So let's look at the junk food that we are feeding ourselves with that potentially causes this emotional pain of fear and anxiety that causes us to be in that state of stress, concern, and worry. And here are a few examples of our maybe mental diet that needs to change. Well, the first one is, of course, negative self-talk. And negative self-talk is a wide field, and there is a whole... One, two, three show topic there when it comes to negative self-talk, what it does to you and how you ideally want to change it. But negative self-talk is any thoughts that are judgmental and critical towards yourself and others, thoughts that make you feel anxious, angry, powerless, insecure, Negative self-talks are those what-if scenarios. What if there is war with North Korea? What if there is some horrible global whatever warming problem occurring in our country? What if the stock market crashes? What if, what if, what if? All of those things that we do get at some point popping into our mind If we are entertained them, if we are going with it, it's like a slippery slope that makes us to go from one thought to the next bigger one, to the next more catastrophizing one until we are sitting there in that freeze state with a cold sweat, all our hairs are standing up and we are living already through a trauma that hasn't really happened, And then there is also the negative self-talk, which is about thinking what other people must be thinking about us. You know, when we put ourselves into their minds, where we are interpreting someone raising an eyebrow and we are, of course, thinking, oh, this is a reflection on us. That must mean that dot, dot, dot. So negative self-talk is a very unhealthy diet that, unfortunately, is not just about saying, well, I'm going to stop it which is a very important and powerful starting point. But ideally, you want to also re-guide your mind towards positive thinking, towards thoughts that are more empowering, uplifting. And this is something we will talk more about this uh, uh, during the video webinar on Saturday. Again, this Saturday, 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific Time. And if you are interested, you just send an email at info at uh, the fear and anxiety Now, the second bad habit, the second mental diet that you want to change in order to have a year without fear is that junk food that comes from the outside. And that junk food is not only the news that you may be binging on or the scary TV shows that depict zombies and whatever that just make you at night have nightmares. It's also social media because social media is not a feel-good media. As much as it's about connection, many people feel that it causes them to feel worse about themselves. That fear of missing out is mainly a response to looking at what other people are doing on Facebook, Instagram, and so on, and feeling like, well, I'm not as cool. I'm not as in. I'm not included. And that that is where a lot of the fear also comes from. So just having a little diet in that regard, just doing a little less of, feeding yourself with things that don't make you feel good, which also includes those friends that are always talking about subjects that make you ultimately feel bad and negative. Even if you agree, I mean, a lot of families and friends are discussing right now politics and the government and so on. And even even in the moment you feel like, yeah, we are all on the same side, but there's still a certain kind of negativity. It's like eating a, you know, a big mac or a double whopper or whatever and afterwards feeling like nah, i cannot really digest it very well so trust allowing yourself also to notice when your emotions tell you that doesn't feel good anymore that makes me feel a little anxious that makes me feel a little nervous and then stopping yourself turning the tv off turning the computer off Changing the topics with your friend or excusing yourself. Those are all very empowering behaviors that help you to not go into that spiral of fear and anxiety. Another dietary change that you may want to do is that you behave as if you don't matter. Have you ever noticed that you actually hold yourself back? I talked before about this Not speaking up, not standing up for yourself, maybe not really wearing the clothes that you want to wear, maybe not daring to go outside of the house on a Saturday morning to get the newspaper in your bathrobe because you don't want to be seen by the neighbors. There may be so many examples where you are playing it safe by playing it small that ultimately you are giving your mind the message I really am not safe being myself. I need to be unnoticed in order to survive. And if you are allowing yourself just to expand a little bit, if you're allowing yourself to just take a little tiny step forward and show yourself that Red Sox are safe, that having maybe a three-day shadow on a Sunday morning is okay in the face, of you know your parents just allowing yourself to be a little bit more true to yourself and doing things that are feeling right to you but you have denied yourself because they felt like it's not acceptable to others now similar to that is if you base your self-worth on having to get approval from others Being liked, pleasing others, or reaching some external goals, which was one of my favorite anxiety patterns. And that's another thing where you create fear and anxiety. Even if you think like, oh, yeah, fear and anxiety, that drives me, that makes me definitely a more productive member of society. And it makes you a more miserable one, too. Because you're not really doing it from joy and purpose, whatever you are pursuing, but you're coming more from that need to have to prove yourself, to get certain kind of positive feedback, to feel better about yourself. So that's another pattern that you may have to just tone down and notice, well, I want to shift Uh this year, especially at the beginning of the year, my focus from – just having to prove and achieve to feeling more at peace to, and that's another topic, taking care more about my physical needs. Because that is certainly something the, the mind reacts uh, very sensitive towards. If we don't feed ourselves well, if we don't sleep enough, if we are living on Twinkies and uh, Red Bull, our mind says, whoa this is not right, this is not good. And then again, similar to the pain in the knee, your fear and anxiety becomes the pain in your mind. And it says, stop it. You are hurting yourself. You are not taking care of yourself. And that is where the responsibility piece comes in. Now, we're going to skip the break, Justin. So, one thing that's this will do for you is if you change these patterns and you don't have to change them all don't make yourself you know completely a different person radically because usually when we try to change too many things at the same time we cannot really sustain them and then after six weeks you just go back to where you started because it just feels more comfortable and more easy so pick one choose your negative self-talk Choose maybe just being a little bit better with how you take care of yourself physically, choose that in the evening, 30 minutes before you go to bed, TV, laptop, tablet, turn off, maybe you just hear a nice music, or pet your pet your cat or your dog, whatever it is, one of those things already will make you feel more at ease. Because you treat yourself with greater respect. You treat yourself with greater care and your mind will no longer get triggered into the survival mode or into the self-protection mode because your mind will feel like, oh, wow, we are actually more balanced. There is someone, meaning you, the conscious self, who does seem to know that there are certain priorities that are important to you, that there are certain things that you're mind needs in order to feel well and you are actually taking care of them so it is quite magical to be honest how fast such a dietary change a mental dietary change can work now then the other part that we talked about when it comes to losing weight losing fear and anxiety is to build build strength and ultimately have a workout and for that, it's good to have a little routine. Now, the opposite of fear and anxiety is not not fear and anxiety. And it's also not necessarily, you know, crickets in your mind, peace, calmness. The opposite of fear and anxiety, I believe, is trust. And trust is like a muscle. It needs to be built. It needs to be strengthened. And how do you build your trust muscle? Well, One of those things is, of course, that you treat yourself in a trustworthy way, and this is what we just talked about, in regards to how you approach life. Now, another one is that you have a healthy, happy, empowering routine, and that can start with simply centering yourself. Now, when you watch yourself, you may notice that you just barely make it out of bed grab a cup of coffee, somehow sit in the commuter train or get into your car and make it to work and you haven't really woken up yet. You just feel still like those zombies that you watch on TV. Now, that's not necessarily the most empowering and the most centered way of approaching life because when you are in that state – where the moment you wake up, you may think about work or other people, you already are somehow pulling your mind out of yourself and into something that's not even there yet right now. Centering, whether it's simple breathing meditation, whether it's listening to a guided meditation, there are many of them on the Fear and Anxiety Solution website or also on the YouTube channel that I have, Whether it's writing these morning pages, whether it's just going for a little walk, nothing takes more than 10 minutes or 15 minutes in the morning, and it's certainly changing everything about your day. It's something that you will notice when you start your day in that conscious-centered way that you own your experience much more of the day and that you're not feeling so tossed around like a leaf in the wind by whatever unforeseeable circumstances and whatever people around you are doing or feeling. So having that centering as a starting point, finding your inner foundation, your inner center, your center of gravity, that would be the first step of this trust muscle building approach. Then during the day, Noticing where your mind goes, and again, does it go too much outside of you? Get distracted, get affected, you pick up other people's emotions, you are feeling like, oh, I need to think like they're thinking or they are judging me, so now that makes me feel bad. Or if you can stay centered and grounded inside of yourself, because this is the dietary part again, where you're simply not allowing yourself to go there. And then in the evening, sitting down and reflecting back on yourself and what you appreciate about yourself, that is an incredible, simple, but powerful way to build this trust muscle. When I ask people to do that, pretty much they stare at me blank. They don't really know what that means at the beginning because Most of us don't think about self-appreciation as something worthwhile doing, for whatever reason. Thinking about how, during the day, you made a contribution, and it doesn't have to be finding the cure of cancer. It can be a contribution to yourself because you chose to not have a fast lunch in front of the computer, but actually sit on a bench in the park and enjoy just that 30 minutes break and feed yourself in a healthy way, also mentally and emotionally. That self-appreciation can be that rather than feeling like you have to answer that email, you sat down with your five-year-old and you were playing a little Barbie or doing a little toy truck because that was more important than pleasing someone at work it can also be that you feel really miserable your nose is running your ears are hurting and you still empty the dishwasher whatever those things are look at yourself and look for ways that you learn more about the things that make you a trustworthy human being where you know i can trust myself i'm good i'm making a difference in my life and also other people's lives. So self-appreciation every day, find at least three things. And then having also more trust in life. So you can write down things that you're grateful for. Maybe there are little coincidences that happen during the day. Maybe there was just one person in the line at the grocery store that had the cart completely filled and you only had your sandwich. And that person said, hey, do you want to go in front of me? And in that moment, you felt like, wow, my lunch just was 10 minutes longer because I didn't have to wait behind this person. Things like that. You could call it life is good. Universe showing up for you. Good things are happening to me. That also builds in general a greater feeling of trust in that life that you have. And it doesn't make you feel so alone. It doesn't make you feel it's all up to you. It doesn't make you feel that ultimately you need to be in control. Otherwise, just everything falls apart. It gives you more a sense of connectedness. So, these are very simple but empowering steps you can take to build that trust muscle. Now, when you do this, When you work on yourself, when you choose this 3rd of January to really make a difference, and if you listen to this again at the 7th of August, you can start right there, never too late. When you choose that, you may want to also do this not from a place of I have to, or I need to, or I better, but you do it because you have a goal in mind, and that goal in mind is not to just overcome fear and anxiety not to fight your emotions. But this goal in mind is to to gain a greater sense of wholeness. That goal in mind is for you to discover more about yourself. And you do discover more about yourself when you are passionate about that, when you feel there is a reason for this self-discovery because not only you feel better, but those whose life you touch whose life you are involved with are benefiting from you being in that more whole and empowered and confident place. You can make a greater contribution when you are just committing to that consistent step of taking care of your mind, just like you would take care of a beloved person, a beloved animal, or maybe even your body just allow yourself to take steps to make your mind this year a priority, not using your mind like a computer that you feel you can turn on and off and overload with whatever you want and run whatever movies and games you want to play with. Seeing your mind more apart, part, an extension of yourself, a living and breathing entity, if you may, but something that needs tender, loving care and guidance, commitment, consistency and compassion. And if you do that, you will realize that for some reason your mind responds with just feeling greater ease and peace, much less anxiety, much less worry, much less stress because you have been building a relationship with your mind that is a relationship based on trust, a relationship based on self-care, and ultimately a relationship-based on self-love. So those steps will help you to make fear and anxiety something that you will gently and gradually not only outgrow, but you will see fear and anxiety as that what helped you to grow more into the better version of yourself. Because whatever causes your fear and anxiety right now basically tells you that somehow you're still operating on the beliefs that you're not good enough, that you're not safe, or that you're somehow powerless and don't matter. Whatever the fear and anxiety right now is about ultimately it makes you treat yourself like a stranger or an enemy that can't be trusted. So if you are committing to what we just talked about, you will be able to turn this around and you will be able to gain also a much more self-appreciative, self-trusting, self-reliant and self-loving relationship with yourself. And that would be a worthy goal to focus on for this year. Now, if you want more information about what to do with fear and anxiety and understand more also the subconscious aspects and especially how to work with your subconscious, how to communicate with your subconscious, since that plays such a big role in fear and anxiety and also in healing fear and anxiety, then just tune into this video webinar on Saturday, this Saturday, January 6th at 9 a.m., Pacific time, noon, East Coast time. Uh, you get access by simply emailing at info at the fear and and you can then simply tune in and learn more about it. Well, an hour already went by very quickly as usually. And uh, I hope it will, these tools, these steps will give you just like a railing to hold on to. It will give you a pathway to to continue to walk on. It will give you also the the hope and the comfort that you are not trapped in your emotions. Your emotions have a reason to be here and your emotions have an important message to share with you. All it takes is just to Take some time, turn the awareness inwards, go a little bit into a place of stillness and listen and then respond to them with compassion, with kindness, with care and consistency. Until next time, I'm your host, Dr. Friedman Schaub. It was wonderful to have this show today. Thank you for tuning in. Be well and take good care of yourself. Goodbye.
0: You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Join Dr. Friedemann the first and third Wednesday each month at 11 a.m. Pacific as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. Discover how you can use the power of your mind to overcome stress, anxiety, and overwhelm and create a solid foundation of confidence and self-esteem. Learn cutting-edge tools so that you can approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. To learn more about what Dr. Schaub can do for you, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com.